Welcome to Full Stack Business Owner. Today, we're answering questions from you, the listeners and the community. And if you want your question answered, there are two ways to submit them. Firstly, if you're on the newsletter, just hit reply to one of the Charlie's emails and go and ask the question. We'll answer it in this episode. Second one is jump onto the Full Stack Business Owner community over on the Facebook group and ask any of your questions that you have there and we'll pull them out and actually answer them on here. But before we get started and dive into this one, Charlie, let's cue your infamous disclaimer. Charlie here from Full Stack Business Owner. I need to let you know that Grant, myself, and the Full Stack Business Owner team are in no way, shape, or form qualified to give you financial advice or pick investment products. We highly encourage you seek out and engage the use of professionals when making financial decisions or comparing investment products. All right, Charlie, finally, we're actually getting better. The sicknesses are going away. This is. I was going to say, is this not the sexy edition? Is this, I'm like, I feel like not, last week we had the sexy edition with your, your voice. This is the recovery edition. That's what this is. <laughs> this is me trying to get, get better. So, I, I miss it though. I miss it. I definitely miss it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The editor said like, you may as well be in a rock band. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. All right. So the first question for this episode is like, how do you create wealth during challenging times? Now, there's a lot of ways to interpret that. So when we say challenging times, uh, I'm going to interpret it as like the recession, industry downturns, that kind of stuff. And Charlie, I'm going to let you answer any way you would like, because I'm going to say this is not financial advice. This is just our opinions. So dive into this however you'd like. This is an interesting question. I really like this question because um, I think there is a general mentality that is portrayed by uh, media or other people or ingrained to us is like, okay, when the markets are doing well or when the economy is growing or when GDP is up, you have permission to make money. Yep. Congratulations. And if we're in a recession or there's a downturn, no, 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 you have to lose money. Like it couldn't possibly be anything else but that. And I think a lot of people carry that in their wiring. So even if they're not invested in the share market, if the share market's doing well, that somehow gives them permission, well, I can do well in business, yep. even though it has nothing to do with it. Or oh, over here, this thing has it. And I just think that that is completely false. That's not how things work. So um, my take to this question is I think one of the things we have to be really careful of is how we wire what's going on. And the way I like to think about it personally is actually around the idea of like these are just different times. So in when uh, the environment is this, I do this. And when the environment is this, I do that. And I'll give you an example is like if it's summer, I'm going to use air conditioning. Yep. If it's winter, I'm going to use a heater. Like in both cases, I can be comfortable at a temperature. It's just that the methods and tactics I would use would be different in that time. So I think being able to like wire yourself that way and have that mentality is, is really important, like really important. And then the second thing is like as a business owner, I think you have to develop the skills and these are business owner skills is going, well, when it, when this environment is here, again, thinking of it like weather or seasons, what's suitable for me right now? Yep. Where should I play? So uh, hypothetically, and I, I mean, I don't think anyone's declared one of these. If a recession is here or coming into that, what are the moves to make that are right for my business? So maybe that's developing, uh, and again, I love this one. If you're, if you're an accountant right now, hypothetically, is like maybe consider developing a service, which is like how to be uh, more diligent with your finances. Yep. Let me show you how to cut costs right now so that you can make a saving. So you're going to pay me $1,000, but I'm going to save you $2,000. Like what a great offer in a recession. Yep. 
I just think that's mentality, right? But that's just like different environment where it's like in the other environment, that same accountant might be okay. Well, if you're on fire, let me show you what to do with all that money you're making or how to do better on tax might be a better uh, offer there. And that's all hypothetical. Please don't be an accountant on here and actually run those offers and say Charlie made them up. And <laughs> like, I, I just more like really think of the mentality that comes through these things. And I, in everyone, and I know we just spoke about this on a previous episode, but if you're in hospitality, like last time in 2008 when there was a big recession, McDonald's did really well. Yeah. And it's like I look at that and go, okay, well, if you're a high-end restaurant, what offers could you put together where you can be more like McDonald's or create things that are suitable for that environment? So that's what I really think about is like how do you build uh, wealth in challenging times? It's like how do I stay cool in summer? How do I stay warm in winter? Like there's an absolute mentality and skill set that goes with it. There are opportunities in every environment, all of them. And I think that that last point is perfect because that was exactly what I was going to say as step one is just acknowledging whether it's creating wealth in your business or creating wealth personally, there is always someone who is winning in every market, always. And if you start understanding that as a mentality and start like just removing these concepts of whatever the news is saying or this this fear-mongering that really goes on, like, it, like I was at a catch-up and it was just, everyone was like, oh man, crypto's down 30% and the market's down 30%. Like, I'm just going to sort of sit here and just wait it out and everything. And I'm just like, where did you get that mentality from as opposed wait, to going- Must have worked at Kodak for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm like, where did you get that from? Because instead just think- about it and ask yourself a slightly different question, which is not, oh, wow, the markets have gone down. Is this the bottom and should I buy? It's going, what are the smartest people who are making the most money doing now? What variables have changed, right? Like, what? how do I understand it all? And this, the second point that I was going to put on top of this is, for me personally, in challenging times, the first thing that I always make sure is working is the business, before I look at any other personal wealth, any things, it is, is my business going to weather this storm? I don't care if it's making good money and putting cash in a bank account and that cash is going to sit there during challenging times as long as my foundation, which is always my business, is rock solid, is going to become more profitable by cutting out expenses. And to the episode that we just recorded previously, it was as long as we're innovating as well so we can continue growing, et cetera. Once that is sort of solidified, great. Now I can start looking at other opportunities. But like your business has to be the number one focus before you start looking over the fence to say, oh, is there something else? Uh, depending on, like, again, your sort of situation, that is exactly where I personally go is go, is the business still locked in? Yep, great. Now I can look elsewhere. I love that so much. And when you think about it, it's like that's the thing where you can have the most active and quick response, right? It's- of course. Yeah, so it's like it makes sense. And I'm like, I, I will sit there as like, how good would it feel? Pretend that it is a recession, right? Hypothetically, like markets are down, properties exploded, all of it, right? And you're sitting there and you've got a really well-running business. You're now in a position to confidently capitalize on those opportunities. Yep. I really look at it. But imagine if you didn't and imagine that you focused in on like, oh, what crypto, what share, what something am I going to buy? And your business is sitting there burning. <laughs> and so you have to win on those opportunities in order to save the business. Like that that does not work at all. Not at all. I think I was very lucky, which um, I believe you've been exposed to this as well, is like one of the people I very heavily respect is uh, Keith Cunningham. Yep. I, uh, I really do. And one of the things he just like repeatedly said and really embedded in me is like, 
how you manage your business in the in the good times will show in the bad times. Yep. And he's and I, I think I've heard that so many times where even in like the uh, recent years which have been extremely good, I've been conservative. Yep. I've been making sure I have buffers in place and good amounts of liquidity and like I was ready to weather the storm before it came, yep. if it comes. So I think there's a, a mentality again that comes to this is like there are ways of, I suppose, de-risking so that when change happens, when the seasons change, you don't necessarily get caught out. And you'll see again that I make sure how I frame it is season change. Yep. And that's it. that's even for me, like I'm, I'm working on my own mentality as I go through these. I think it's really important to think of it in that way. Yeah, and it, you mentioned an, an interesting point there, which I think a lot of people probably haven't thought about. Like we were talking about the potential of a recession and the markets being impacted like months ago, right? And we even talked about like, what are we personally doing? It's like, okay, well, we're going to start stacking some chips. We're going to start doing these things just because it looks like it might be some uncertain times. And like we even said like, okay, well, risk factor is great. I might miss an opportunity or two because I'm stacking some chips just in case it happens. However, if it happens, great, we're going to be in a good position to sort of pounce on some of these things. And so like that point around being so aware, not when it's already in the news because that's too late, not when everybody and your next door neighbor and their dog are saying, oh my gosh, the markets are down, et cetera. Like, when they're saying that, it's, it's too late to start going, how am I going to sort of factor this thing in? You need to be aware of all of these kind of trends and a potential challenging times before they kind of hit, right? And that comes back to making sure that you're up to date with the right information, what is the, the saying? If it bleeds, it leads. The news is always the laggards. By the time that the news talks about a suburb to buy investment properties in or a stock that you should have bought, it is too late. <laughs> like You do not get in on those places, which means that by the time, if you're consuming your information via a major news outlet, you are already behind the eight ball. Like you, it, It's already too late. You are already now reacting to something that's already happened as opposed to preparing for something that might happen. Completely agree. I love that point. It's like the idea of managing your business purely on the financials. Yeah, it's like if you but you need like you need lead indicators as well. Right? You got to you got to be on the lead indicators. <laughs> That's so fascinating. Do, do you know what I find interesting as well on this topic? Like I think, and I've definitely done this as well. This is not me going uh, from my hierarchy of chair. Like this is me, right? Is like I remember like at many times I've been like FOMO. Oh my God, I'm going to miss out. Like if I don't get into this investment, into this business idea, into X, like it's, there's never going to be an opportunity <clears throat> except if you zoom out, like business works in cycles. Yes. All right. So how can it that I'm going to miss an opportunity yet the markets move around exactly. or business cycles move around? So doesn't that mean that it's like, well, if we know on, on average every seven to 10 years, there's a world event where there's a recession, it's like, well, hang on like the mentality of these things. Like you can't be FOMO thinking you're going to miss out on something forever. Yep. And also believe that like there are cycles, like they're counter-cyclical points yep. or counter-cyclical beliefs. Yeah, it, it, it's such a powerful understanding because the, the sub point I will say below that as well is that I would argue that in every single market right now, whether it's crypto, whether it's shares, whether it's property, whether it's whatever, there are winners. Right, Someone now. killing it. They're crushing it. And like if you bought that house in that suburb, if you bought that share in that industry, like we've spoken about what the energy space is doing great, <laughs> right? Okay, like there are always people who are crushing it. And you go, great, like now it's just about finding 
the right opportunities as opposed to like FOMO and just like anything will do. It's like, no. Um, and so one of the things that I said is like stockpile like a champ and aim like a sniper, right? So it's like before you go and take a, a pick, don't just go, oh, Charlie said this, I'm going to go and buy this. No, 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 no. Go and stockpile, look for the opportunities, understand what this market's looking like and then go, that's the one I'm going to go for and shoot at it when you feel it's ready. Can I make a, a statement here? And I'd love to know if you agree or disagree. If you find yourself in a season or an environment where you don't know how to make money, right, which is the idea that maybe you only know how to make money in a boom and you never know how to make money in a bust, why not just take complete responsibility for that and go, hang on, this is an opportunity for me to develop skills to be successful in this environment. Like maybe the first step is that for everyone. And I think that that goes back to that mentality point of uh, most people through these times batten down the hatches because that's what my parents, like my parents did the same. Oh man, as going through a recession, great. How do we cut spending? How do we sort of not go out for dinner that much? And it's, it's much more of what you call like a defense mechanism as opposed to an offense mechanism. Oh my gosh, now I'm getting attacked. How do I defend off that attack as opposed to going, what's my counterattack going to be? Like, yes, I need to play some kind of defense, but no, 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 this is also a time to win. And it's, it's unfortunate that it's kind of really ingrained in us, right? Like it's either the economy's going up or the economy's going down, which means that we're either trying to win or we're either trying to defend off loss as opposed to going, no, 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 this, there's ways to win the entire way through all of these seasons, to use your word. It is just now the opportunity is different. It might have been property before, now it might be shares. It might have been shares before, now it might be like crypto. It might have been crypto, might be property. Like, you just need to understand that and then understand the sub layers to go, okay, well, not all opportunities are going to win. Wholeheartedly. And business as well, right? Same thing applies. But let's jump on on this next question. Let's do it. All right, so this, this one's interesting. So this came from the another question that came from the community. And it, you can tell this question was from the heart. So the question is, like, how do you become emotionally fit to manage a business? So like, when we say emotionally fit, like think about like being focused, not distracted, like keeping your composure during like ups and downs, remaining positive, even though you're surrounded by negative um, and really just having that drive and resilience to kind of get through for those people who just don't understand like, what is being emotionally fit mean. Love this question so much. I, I'm going to let you answer this one first. What, what's your take on it? So the, my story is uh, I always think back to like relationships, right? And the excitement always fades. And so how many people have like stepped into a relationship and it's like the honeymoon period and you're like, oh man, it's like they could do all these things wrong. Like you, you're not messaging your friends to try and message them more or you're not going out and seeing stuff or you're not focusing on your business, et cetera, because you got like this new partner. And so then this honeymoon period is this excitement where nothing could go wrong. And so you're just always going to put all your time, effort and focus into this thing. But then the honeymoon period fades and now it's like, do the fundamentals still exist? Like, do, uh, do they support me? Do they encourage my goals? Do I still love them, et cetera, et cetera? And I see the same in business. A lot of people think about their business as the excitement as step one. I've got this new idea, this new product. I found this thing from China. I'm going to import it. I'm going to do this. And that excitement wanes over a period of time. And then that's when emotional fitness kind of kicks in. And so when I look at this, I go, ignoring the first six to 12 months because everyone's going to be g'd up about a new idea about a new concept etc right like people will just plow through that because they're excited so i'm like eh, let's talk about after that when i think about that the key fundamentals around trying to maintain your emotional fitness beyond the initial sort of excitement and oh my gosh there's no idea is really getting the fundamentals right 
and understanding what the actual fundamentals of being emotionally fit are. And the thing that hit the top of my list was always long-term. And I know you kind of mentioned this around like investments in a previous episode, but if you think about a long-term view, the short ups and downs never matter. If you're driving from Melbourne to Sydney and you've hit a pothole, it doesn't matter. You'll never remember that pothole. If you accidentally swerved to not hit a cat, you'll never remember that you swerved to hit the cat. You'll remember the, the whole journey as the journey as it is. And so my number one point for this is after that initial honeymoon period and you get into really running your business and trying to maintain emotional fitness, number one skill you have to have is that long-term view because all of the peaks and troughs that happen now of a client cancelling and employee leaving, some are being upset, et cetera, does not matter because you go, this whole thing is a long-term play. It's like a marriage. I'm in this for decades. And so this blip on my radar is a blip and I'll work through the blip, but I'm going to have many of them as I progress through everything. And so that was like the number one thing after the initial excitement, because anyone can weather a storm through initial excitement. Then I'm like, if you have that, you'll win. Like your emotional fitness will be completely fine because you understand where you're going. I love that so much. I, I feel like oh, I don't even need to answer, but I will. Of course, <laughs> I will. I will give my opinion, but at the same time, that's so uh, the zooming out thing. I think is huge, right? Like volatility looks way bigger when you zoom in. Yep. When you zoom out, it's like it's way smoother than you thought. Right? For you, and great examples as well. Very well answered. I like it. Um, I, I might actually share a story here because I think um, this has been really interesting. But I, I just want to make one point: is like uh, even in how this question's been asked, how do you become emotionally fit? If I said to you, Grant, well, how do I become cycling fit? Or how do I become gym fit? What would you say? You go, train. Like put in some, I won't swear, but like put in some work, right? Do some reps. Um, and I think that uh, something I, ha- I had to learn, right, is so um, my first few years in business, right, I kept hitting the same ceiling. Yep. So I did, uh, all right, I got to an income level and then bang, kind of crashed went back down, then I got up to the same income level in a different business or a different uh, service and I like bang, kind of crashed and like I was like, what's the common denominator? Me. So I'm, I must be the problem and I must be the problem. And uh, I decided one of the things I was going to do instead of hiring another business mentor is I was going to actually hire a personal mentor. So I actually went on a path for a whole year where I did some personal development programs um, and I will give a shout out. There was two I did which were fantastic. Uh, one was MJB seminars from the crew in Perth. They were excellent. It helped me a lot around like money mindset and also uh, relationships and ton of thing. And then the other one was Martini. And um, the key thing that I got out of these, right, is that I had uh, never been able to see this before is like there's actually good things that come out of bad things and there's bad things that come out of good things. And I'll give an example. When business is running smooth, we're not actually getting more skilled, right? We actually might become complacent and lazy because like things are good, you know, I'm going to go out for an extra glass of wine, no big deal. But when things are hard, do you know what? It actually like forces you to innovate, forces yep. you to get better. So there's like this thing and I was like, so wait, you're telling me that no matter what happens, like there's a positive and negative. And I, I went through this process and I, and I won't disclose the process, one, because I'll butcher it and two, it's obviously their IP but after going through that and having a bit of a different lens on the world, my emotional volatility changed wholeheartedly. 
And for people listening to this episode, you, you heard me speak yes, uh, before or, or in the earlier question about like, you know, not viewing things as like boom and bust or uh, bears and bulls, bull markets, right? I go seasons, just different seasons, right? There's positives that can come out of both of these and negatives that come out of both of these. And that really chilled me out in a huge way. Before doing that emotionally myself, I was way less fit to run a business. Yep. I really, really was. Um, so that would be point number one for me in a big way. So if you are someone that feels like, you know, you particularly get like, you know, up on the ups and down on the downs, um, doing something like that will, can really help you in a big way as it helped me in a big way. Um, the second one I'll say though is like the more years you are in business, the more numb you come to it or numb you become to it. <laughs> yep. um, and I'll give you an example. I remember when I made my first sale online, practically through a street party. <laughs> uh, Let's go. And now it's just like, oh, yeah, just another one. So like I think if you're newer in business, like uh, please acknowledge that as you do more of this, just like people who run marathons, right, as they do more of them, it just becomes normalized and yep. you become less volatile in that way as well. And then um, the last one I'll say here is control the inputs. So this is uh, your friends and family and peers and mentors, right? If you are with people that are more stable and killing it, you will be more stable and killing it. If you consume uh, mass news or you hang around people that are negative or you consume like things that, you know, outrage you, which can be addictive. Like I have some people in my life that are addicted to Sky News and that is continually outraged by the media cycle. And it's like you've got you to be really careful of that yourself. So like what inputs are you doing? Like if you listen to a Teeny podcast every morning instead of uh, watching uh, the latest Sky News thing, just think how differently you would approach your day where your emotional fitness would get to. So that's that's more of how I would approach things there. Yeah, and actually I'll, I'll piggyback off that because I think it's the same for social media, right? Unless you have like curated your social media to be like this perfect remnant of like education and motivational stuff, like your Instagram feed and your Facebook feed is not going to be <laughs> the source of inspiration to make sure that you're level-headed as you're stepping into your days. Like, Isn't it actually the source of unhappiness? It literally is the source of unhappiness, <laughs> right? Not not to mention it's wasting your time. Um, and it, it, you did steal my point number two, which was like to become emotionally fit, you just have to put in the reps. Like that that is exactly what I had down. It's, it's a skill. People don't yep. think it is. It's totally a skill. Yeah, to use your analogy, you can't jump on a running track and expect to win and then just go, oh, cool, no, didn't win, I'm going to move away. You got to put in the reps. You got to race the races, and you just need to keep doing it over and over and over again, right? Because it will build that callus, if you will. Like you, you will fail at it. Like most new business owners, you won't be emotionally fit. You'll probably think you are, and then you'll get knocked down. You go, "Oh man, this is the worst thing ever." And then that will build a callus. And then you get knocked down and build another callus, and it'll be another callus, another callus. No one is born being just amazingly emotionally fit, and if they think that they are they're probably not ready for what's going to come and hit them in the face. Um, Completely. The third one, which was a huge power for myself, was like, you know me, I love my meditation. I I do like to have a good reflect. Um, And there's actually a a book by a guy that we idolize, which is like Keith Cunningham called The Road Less Stupid. And it talks a lot about like thinking time. And so one of my points is take the time to reflect and think. Like a lot of people don't actually allow themselves to reflect on something negative that has happened, right? So if a client has cancelled, don't go, oh, the client cancelled and this is like the worst thing on the face of the planet. I'm going to lose 50% of my revenue, 20% of my revenue, whatever. Stop and think about it. Like dedicate an hour. Go and have a coffee. 
what happened? What didn't they like? Why did they cancel? What could you do different? How can that drive innovation in your business? Was it an employee? Was it something you did? And actually use that, to your point, to the positive. Think about your positives and negatives. Yes, the negative is an impact in revenue and a lost client and all that kind of stuff. But what positives can you take from that? Like, how can you utilize that better? And if it's nothing more than just feedback on what your business is doing and how people perceive it, great. Use that as a force for good. Um, But also on that thinking time, outside of it being reactionary, which is you thinking about something that's already happened and trying to internalize and understand what lessons you should be changing, you can also do it to think about things in the future so you can be more prepared, right? So you can use that thinking time and that sort of reflect and, and write concept to say, okay, well, these are the things that worry me at the moment that haven't happened yet, but might happen. What can I do different in order to prepare myself for them moving forward? And so that was my, my third point. Solid tips there. Really solid tips. I, I want to throw a little question at you. Have you noticed um, in your own life and maybe in seeing other business owners, physical fitness and mental fitness being the connected? Fourth point. You're li- yeah. Yes. I, I didn't actually read. I always don't read your answer, by the way. Just I know. So I, know I, I want like, to be I surprised. Get, I want to be surprised. <laughs> I always get surprised. I'm like, dude, you like take this. Exactly. You are what you eat and you are what you do. So I wholeheartedly agree. Like it, it was fascinating when I talk to business owners that eat like a high junk food diet and that just don't go out for any exercise. They don't get outside. Like I know you and I, like you go out for like three walks a day. I go out for like two. We hit the gym every single day. Um, I do yoga, et cetera. Like it is all about making sure that the oxygen is moving through your blood, making sure that you have the ability to get your body moving or otherwise it will just be this cesspit of fatty foods, of just negativity. And it literally, like the, the it is backed by biology that you are what you eat. Right, like literally if you put rubbish in your mouth and if you don't exercise, you are literally going to be spitting that straight back out as rubbish in your emotions, rubbish in your thinking, etc. Like it, I cannot indicate like how many times I've had a day where I'm like, damn, everything's going wrong. I'm going to the gym. I wonder if this person exists. I wonder if there's someone out there that doesn't do any physical exercise, eats crappy diet hangs around with negative people and, it, uh, and, and just consumes it. mass media and just crushes it in business. Just like absolute like kills it. I would want to meet that person. I need to see the example. They, they would have to be the uh, complete outlier. That would have to right. be the complete outlier. Now, before we uh, wrap this one up, Charlie, I am curious very quickly, what are you pondering at the moment? Oh, uh, funnily enough, health routines. Um, I really am. So I'm trying something at the moment called micro-workouts. So um, it had been suggested to me that uh, something that could be really beneficial is that like say say you're the type of person that maybe does a workout every second day, um, that there's a lot of time between workouts and actually you might be better off doing four micro workouts. So you do a 15-minute workout in the morning, 15-minute workout in the afternoon um, and you might do one or two exercises or something. And then the theory behind this is that you're actually able to, you don't get burnt out. And it actually stokes movement and blood flow and you'll actually feel like um, you have more energy than if you did like every other day workouts. Yep. And I thought that's really interesting because for me, like I looked at that, I've gone, how good would it be to go into business and in my day with more energy every day? Like that was the payoff I was kind of looking for. I've been, I've been trying it for a week. Would you like to know my results? Hey, hey, yeah, do it. Hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with this. Well, I think I think there's some adaption that needs to happen, right? With with any time we invoke change, I actually feel like I'm overtraining. 
Yep. So I, for whatever reason, those recovery cycles aren't, uh, my body clearly isn't used. I'm going to pursue and maybe I'll report back, but it's like, uh, again, I just like to mean if I can push physical fitness in my life in general, that leads to better results in business and mentality. There was, there was an MMA trainer who spoke about only training to 80%. So all of his fighters, they would, they would train every single day. So Monday to Sunday, but they would always just train to 80% because of the time in the ring. And he reckons that that was more valuable of you just having more time in the ring and that's when you're going to beat. Because he's like, if you've got other sort of competitors in MMA who are doing 100% five days a week um, and they're doing like shorter workouts because they're just exerting themselves. He's like, my fighters have had twice the amount of training that they've had, which means they've put in twice the amount of reps. Their body is twice the amount ready in order for them to jump in the ring. So potentially that's part of where you're stepping into, which is like if you push that 80% in these micro workouts and you're doing it consistent as opposed to these like really big spurts and then sort of days off, big spurts, days off, uh, I think there's method in the madness and there's people that do it. Time will tell. We'll see. But yeah, that is the exact mentality I was working towards. I think it's a really cool idea. So my whole pondering is like – is there a way to never get sick? Like, yeah, so I, I take supplements. I, I think I sleep quite good, noting that I've had quite a busy couple of months and stuff like that. I'm like, I eat healthy thanks to my wife. I've got all these things that are like far out. How, how do people just like not get sick? And so I'm like looking at like buying bubbles off eBay and just like living in a bubble where people just like serve me the food through the front door of the bubble and just go, I'll just never interact with any other human being again just so I don't have to get sick and just live my life that way. But I'm just like, for a fit and healthy person, like I don't get sick too often, but when I do, holy smokes, do I get knocked down. So for me, I'm like, is there something that I need to do in my daily routines or whatever? Maybe it's an extra hour sleep a night. Maybe it's an extra supplement, more protein, less protein, whatever it is. I'm just going, is there something that I need to do to try and avoid getting sick or at least minimize the impact that sickness has had on me over the last two weeks if I do get sick? There's got to be, right? Uh, do you know the one that came to mind is like, all right, we've got to build you your own compound and ISA and put put you away from other people. But I yes. think lon- I think loneliness actually kills you. <laughs> <laughs> but pot- potentially. So if anyone's got any like health tips or anything like that, like I, um, I was on a call with a, a vegan and he's like, yeah, the problem is you're eating meat. And I'm just like, everyone's got these ideas and these concepts. I'm, I'm all for listening to them and I'm all for trying things out. I'm just, man get this sickness has just been around for way too long. So I'm pondering how the heck I can change what I've been doing to try and sort of be on the offensive to not get sick. Do you find it interesting that after we've both, both been sick, this is exactly where like we're working on is like our house right Fit, now. Fitness workouts. Like how do you not get sick? <laughs> we, we are, we are products of our own environment, Charlie. That's exactly really? what we are. But again, we're reflecting on the experience we've had both been sick and now we're like, great, let's put measures in place to reduce that over time. So uh, again, that reflection point from earlier in the uh, podcast, wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I love it. Look, for anyone, I'm going to wrap this up. The key to this is just be sure to check out for the next episodes. And if you do want your questions answered, subscribe to the newsletter, hit reply, Charlie will grab it and send it through to myself and we'll answer them on these episodes. Well, the second way is go and join the Facebook group community, which is called Full Stack Business Owner Community. Send your questions through there. We'll answer some and we'll put some on here, Uh, but it's also just a great community where we do shout outs and stuff anyway. And if you do have anybody that you think will add or get value from this episode and the content that we have provided, just shoot them the link. Say, maybe you need to watch this in your current state in your journey. And I just want to thank everybody again 
for joining us and we'll catch you on the next episode of Full Stack Business Owner.